Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, here we are. We are in the Gospel of John, chapter 15. We're going through the New Testament one chapter a day, Monday through Friday, 10 or 12 minutes a day, and we'll get through it in a year. So we're in chapter 15. Again, this is the last week in the life and the ministry of Jesus. Chapter 15, if you had a red-letter Bible like I do, the red letters are the words of Jesus. It's all the words of Jesus. In fact, these chapters here, chapters 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, mostly all red. And so now Jesus is speaking, and he's speaking to his disciples. Uh, these are some of the last things that he's saying before he's crucified, before he goes to the cross. So chapter 15, he begins to speak in a parable, and we'll see uh, exactly what it means. Chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine. Well, that's Jesus speaking of himself. This is the seventh time in the Gospel of John Jesus uses the phrase, I am. Uh, in Greek, that would be egoimi. And uh, that's the way that God revealed himself in the book of Genesis. Uh, Moses said, who shall I say sent me? And God said, tell him, I am sent you. And so Jesus is identifying himself with God, with God the Father here. And it's the seventh time, which is sort of amazing that there's seven I am statements in the Gospel of John. There's seven miracle occasions in the Gospel of John. And uh, here's the question as we get into this here. Uh, Jesus said, I am the true vine. The question is, why did God choose you? Um, and, and that is, if, if you are one of those that belong to him, um, if not, you can become that today. Just surrender to Jesus, the one who died on the cross for you, rose again. But the answer is to bear fruit. Bear fruit, what does that mean? Well, let's read it. Chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Let's keep reading, and then we'll come back and try to take it apart and put it back together again. You are already clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. In other words, uh, fruit doesn't grow uh, on the road. It grows on a tree when it's connected to the tree. No branch can, can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, in the branch. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he's like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, they're thrown into the fire and they're burned. And if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. Okay, so a couple of things going on here. Uh, what kind? What is he looking for? He's looking for fruit. Uh, is he looking for fruit? Is he looking for quality? Is he looking for quantity? Probably both, quality and quantity fruit. So this passage has at least three things about the fruit. Uh, that you would bear fruit in verse 5, that there would be much fruit in verse 8. And then when you get to chapter 16, he says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go, to go, and to bear fruit, fruit that will last, fruit that remains. 
And so the way that we bear this fruit that remains, this uh, fruit that uh, will last, is by going. And what do we go with? We go with the message. We go with the message of Jesus. We go with Jesus. And so there's a few things to look at here. One is the vine. The vine is Jesus. Two is the branches. The branches are you. Maybe you're not a branch yet, but become a branch. Commit to Jesus today. The third one is the gardener. The gardener is God the Father. And then the fruit. And the fruit is produced when we're together, when Jesus and us are together. So uh, what is fruit? Well, in the New Testament, there's um, at least five things that are identified as fruit. One is love. Love is identified as the fruit of the Spirit. In the book of Hebrews, it says that praise is fruit, the fruit of our lips. Uh, Hebrew says obedience, uh, leading people to Christ. That's um, fruit. Fruit. We're reproducing something here. No branch can bear fruit by itself. And what happens here is you can't bear it by yourself. You can't bear spiritual fruit by yourself. We're connected to Jesus. And the more we connect to Jesus and the more we stay in Jesus, of course, he's in us and we're in him, then we start to produce fruit. What kind of fruit? Well, uh, giving. I think we left that one out. Uh, we produce love. We produce praise. We produce giving. We produce obedience. We produce leading people to Christ. Now, what it also says here, now maybe you're not ready to hear this one, um, he says, well, uh, verse 2, he cuts off every branch that bears no fruit. And while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes it. Ooh. <laughs> well, you know, I have some bushes in my yard that have not been pruned. <laughs> They're getting a little bit out of control. And if we really want to produce what, we, what we're looking for, we're going to need to go out there and prune it. And God prunes our lives. So there it is, the branch or the vine, Jesus, uh, the branches, we're grafted into him, and, and it's his life that's producing life in us. The gardener, God the Father, you know, he owns the whole production here, and he's pruning us to make sure that lots of fruit is, is happening. And then the fruit, as we stay together with Jesus, working with Jesus, uh, we produce fruit, fruit in the world. So let's read a little bit more of this uh, chapter and see how far we can get before we run out of time. Verse 9, as the Father has loved me, so I love you. Now remain in my love. It's all about love. If you obey my commands, you'll remain in my love. Oh, commands. Just as I obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I've told you this so that your joy may, may, may be in you and your joy might be complete. Well, what are his commands? His commands are that we would love, that we would love one another. That's the command. Greater love has no one than this, than he lays down his life for his friends. Well, then uh, Jesus ultimately gave it. He laid down his life for us. He laid down his life for humanity. He, on the cross, took our sins so that we might become in him the righteousness of God. I love this right here. Uh, verse 15, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. You know, he might be gone, gone on a trip somewhere or something. Instead, I've called you friends. For everything that I learned from the Father, I have made known to you. There you go. You didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go. We're supposed to be going. We're supposed to be going with the message, going with Jesus, going with the Holy Spirit. And bear fruit, fruit that will last. 
Then you'll ask the Father, whatever, whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do it. And here's the command. Love one another. What's the command? Love one another. And then he goes on and he says this, if the, if the world hates you, keep in mind it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you don't belong to the world, but I've chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Uh, they will treat you in this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. Now, however, they have no excuse for sin. My old pastor used to say, you shouldn't have come here tonight because now you're responsible for what you just heard. <laughs> well, there you go. If I had not done among them what no one else did, they wouldn't be guilty of sin. The miracles, they saw it all. And still they turned away from them. But now they've seen the miracles, and yet they've hated both me and my father. This was to fulfill what was written in the law. They hated me without reason. So when the counselor comes, the Holy Spirit is going to come to believers. So when you come to Christ, the Spirit is in us. The counselor, the one who comes alongside. The Greek word is paraclete, the one who comes alongside. Whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of truth that goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you, will also, you must also testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. So we need to testify. We need to share our testimony, what God has done for us. He sends the Holy Spirit to us so that we might know that we belong to him. What does that mean? It means that I know that I know that I know that I belong to God. I know that I know that I know that I'm saved. I know that I know that I know. Where do I know it? I know it in my knower. <laughs> I know it because he saved me and he sent the Holy Spirit who testifies to this in my life testifies to it in my life. So there we go. We did a whole chapter of uh, John, John chapter 15. And, you know, we could have gone deep, deep, deep and camped out and, uh, you know, unpacked an awful lot of that stuff. But I think we got the essence of it. John chapter 15. Bible and daily life, one chapter a day, Monday through Friday. Uh, find us where you find us. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Grace, 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 grace and peace from Jesus Christ and God the Father be unto you. Hey, bless you guys.